Hi everyone, welcome to the MRP Tech Podcast. This is episode 180. My name is Matt and this is the weekly podcast discussing everyday tech for everyday people. In this week's episode, I want to start taking a look at Ubuntu 20.04 and a lot of videos out there are doing full reviews of Ubuntu. Uh, it gets done every single time that Ubuntu releases. And I thought I would do something a little different than what most people are doing. I'm sure somebody has done this, but uh, I'm going to take a step uh, sort of backwards and talk to you about the things that you should or should not do after you install Ubuntu 20.04. Now, um, when I say this, what I'm going to get into is a couple of articles that are uh, usually put out by OMG Ubuntu or other websites that usually talk about uh, the best things to do with your new or fresh install of Ubuntu 20.04 or any, any version of Ubuntu when it is released. And uh, before I get into that, if you've never been to my website, check out mrptechreviews.com. That's where you're going to find all the latest episodes. And you can also go to podnuts.com and check out all the other great shows on the Tech Podcast Network. So today, I want to talk to you about um, um, articles that have been released usually alongside of a major Linux distribution release. And usually it's the top 10 or top 25 uh, things to do after you you install a Linux distribution. Now, I'm going to talk to you about things that have happened to me in the past. This is no way a criticism of the articles that you are reading because they do have good information. So these are just my opinions and of what you should and should not do after installing a Linux distribution. So I'm going to go through the kind of list here. Uh, this first article is from TechMint and it's the 25 things to do after installing uh, Ubuntu 20.04. And I think there's a lot of great things here. Um, usually when you see these articles, the first thing that you're going to see is check for updates, make sure your system is up to date. Uh, they they sh show you how to do it. Um, and I do encourage that you do check for updates. Now, one thing that I've seen new in Ubuntu 24, and my first thoughts of Ubuntu 2004, by the way, are are very impressive. The, the look and feel of Ubuntu has really improved over the last several long-term releases. And uh, this version of Ubuntu is looking very nice. And I can see that they have finally put some effort into the overall look and feel, uh, finally. One of the things that I saw is the new live patch uh, for the canonical live patch service. And um, while this is a great uh, feature that uh, will apply certain security updates without having to restart your computer, you do need to have a Ubuntu One account. And I did not necessarily, I understand why that's the case, um, but I, I don't necessarily like to... Um, opt into those types of features. So uh, it's not something that is absolutely necessary. I'd see it as important, uh, but I, I don't really like to, um, to have to sign in to get security updates. Um, so here's the thing, as I'm doing these, okay, in the past when I was first learning about Linux, and this is the reason I'm doing the video, when I first was learning about installing Linux and um, really coming from somebody who knew nothing about Linux, the idea was that I would often go to uh, these articles and try to f follow every single one of the steps. 
these steps are not necessarily something that is 100% necessary for a new Linux user to set up in order to have a fully working system. In fact, many times um, when I would go through these articles in the past, uh, I would do all of these um, these steps one by one all the way to the very end and usually end up breaking my system. So that's sort of what I'm talking about today. Um, some of these articles I, I agree that are 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 very well written and they they mean well okay and so far so good and and number three in this one is opt in out opt out of of problem reporting and I usually opt out of problem reporting just because I enjoy um, not having my data be sent to anyone okay I do the same thing on Mac I do the same thing on Windows it's not a Linux specific thing I usually opt out of those services although uh, you know, in some cases, it is um, very important. Um, there are other things that you see that are just fine. Connecting to your account, setting up your email client. Those are all good things. Setting up your, your browser. If you don't like Firefox, uh, in, install something like Chromium or Chrome. Installing VLC Media Player. All these things are great. Um, now, the Media Codex, I often, um, you know, it's really a matter of preference if you if you want those installed. If you want things like sound, you're going to need to install the, the media codex. Now, that is offered on the install itself. So usually, um, you know, it's all taken care of by that point in time. Here's where we start to get a little bit um, down the road that, that concerns me sometimes, okay? Um, oftentimes, uh, out-of-the-box experience in Linux is... Uh, quite limited, and uh, developers have installed or have developed tweak tools to give more functionality. Now, there's nothing wrong with these tweak tools per se, but if you were to go in and install um, GNOME tweaks on Ubuntu and uh, you were to mess with all of the settings in GNOME tweaks, uh, chances are you're probably going to do some damage to your system at some point in time. Um, if you go through and change one or two things or you know, very few changes, then you're probably going to be um, much better off. The same thing goes for GNOME extensions. If you have a few favorite extensions for GNOME to give uh, more features, you're going to be okay. But um, oftentimes those extensions will break or an update will change those and um either uh, you'll have to go fix that or it hoses your system. So these are things that a new Linux user will probably not know very much about. And if they're expecting um, these things to work 100% of the time, then you might get into some trouble. So just be careful with GNOME tweaks and GNOME extensions uh, because you, you they're while they're great to do, they're not... Um, uh, something that is 100% uh, flawless. So you may run into problems eventually. Again, we go back on the safe side. It talks about setting up default applications. Nothing wrong with that. Configuring keyboard shortcuts. Nothing wrong with that. And um, experimenting with some of the features like night mode, um, which, by the way, if, if you're somebody like me who is now working on a computer more than ever being at home, um, this is something that I probably am going to turn on um, even during the daytime because my eyes are ha have just been freaking out uh, looking at computer screens all day long. And uh, now with having to teach online um, all day long. So s most of these things are okay. And you get into um, 
some things that I think are not needed. Um, for instance, number 17 on this list, install Wine for running Windows apps. Now, I can tell you that Wine is a great application and there are some uses for Wine, but in my experience, any piece of Windows software that I needed to get up and running, I could not get it to work in Wine. I know Wine has come a long way. I know Wine is a great resource for a lot of people. In my experience, I have never once in um, 10 years of using Linux being able, have I been able to get Wine to run a Windows application. Uh, it talks about installing Steam if you're a gamer, nothing wrong with that. Installing proprietary graphics drivers, great. That's um, good stuff. So these articles, they, they're a mix of um, things that you should do and things you'd be very careful with doing. Um, laptop power savings tools, laptop, laptop mode tools, uh, and also TLP, which is a great resource. The, those are great things to install. And the idea, having a backup system, installing time shift, all these things are really great. But then all of a sudden, these articles start talking about installing things like Java, which I don't think is needed um, <laughs> for the most part. And number 25, absolutely not. Uh, it says try different desktop environments. If you are a new Linux user and um, you don't know what this means, uh, you can install other desktop environments, make it look and feel different. That's okay. But the problem is, is as as you as your new user, you're going to want to go install a, a whole lot of different desktop environments, and with that, you're going to pull in all sorts of dependencies from those desktop environments. And if you have one or two installed, you're probably going to be okay. But the more that you install, you're going to start finding uh, problems crop up that you didn't expect because you have uh, conflicting dependencies, you have conflicting software, um, and you just your system's going to get bogged down. And yes, you can try the def different desktop environments, but uh, you also have to understand that what it's going to do to your system, the more desktop environments that you install. Um, you can uninstall them, but I, in past experience, I believe you're going to just ultimately cause more problems than than um, you expect. So I would be careful installing different desktop environments. The reason why I say that is not to um, dissuade anybody from going and testing these environments. By all means, if you have an old uh, secondary laptop or computer, blow your system away and learn and, and um, you know, learn by making mistakes and you'll, you'll quickly find that these, these adding up desktop environment are going to cause nothing but problems for you in the long run. Now, um, how many is it going to be? It's different depending on your system. And I don't really have a recommendation. But, you know, if you're just distro hopping, if you're trying different Linux distributions, there's nothing wrong with uh, checking out a desktop environment. But if you want a stable system, especially like on uh, an LTS like Ubuntu 2004 is, um, the long-term support, um, you want that system to last and you want that system to be up and running without any issues. Okay. And if you are reading these articles for the first time, you're going to have some, um, ideas of that. You should do all of this stuff to have uh, your system up and running properly. And that's not the case. So Ubuntu 2004 looks great. 
I haven't spent a whole lot of time using it, honestly, and I will talk about that in a, in a little bit. Um, here's some more things. This is from OMG Ubuntu. They usually post a 10 things to do after installing Ubuntu 20.04 LTS, and um, other they do this every time Ubuntu comes out. And what I liked about this is that it also says in the title, and four things you shouldn't do after installing the OBS, or um, Ubuntu 20.04. So... St- they kept it pretty safe in this article and they talk about uh, the first thing is see what's new. Obviously, that's what everybody's going to do when they install uh, Ubuntu. They want to see what's new. Uh, I do like the dark mode in Ubuntu 24 and they, they mentioned, um, you know, experimenting with dark mode. I tend to like things darker on my screen. It just saves my eyes a little bit. And again, we go really quickly into GNOME tweaks and... Um, I cautioned you before on that. They recommend some software like a powerful preview tool, uh, which is fine. And they they talk about enabling minimize on click, which I think is um, an, a feature that is useful. But I don't think everybody needs to do that as soon as they install Ubuntu. Um, and they talk about um, enabling to show the battery percentage icon in the top right of the screen. I don't think everybody needs to do that. I think it's a a neat feature that is um, something that I use and on the upper right of my corner of my screen, I am showing the battery percentage. But I think if somebody wanted that, they could look into that a little bit more. So it's not something that everybody should do. Um, They also show you how to change the direction of the touchpad scrolling, which for me, it's no matter which computer I'm on, it's always backwards from what I like, which is good. Uh, and they also recommend the live patch, um, and we talked about that earlier. But this one, this one, um, kind of caught me off guard, and I, I'm not really sure why they would put this on here. But turn turn on automatic trash deletion. Um, sometimes it's nice to have that extra security of being able to go in your recycle bin and. Um, restore something that you accidentally deleted. I'm not sure why you would want automatic trash emptying. Um, and I see what they're doing here. They, you know, they're, they're telling you to set it at a certain interval, but I like to actually go in and, and when it, when I want to delete things permanently, I go in and do it myself. This doesn't seem like it's something that I would recommend a new user to 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 do and then it just uh very casually uh talks about going into the software center and downloading some some really great software it recommends a lot of great software that uh, some of which i use some of which i don't use now the next thing is the four things you shouldn't do okay and i think they're right on with this don't add a million ppas that's the number one way that you're going to break your system um, adding um, those archives from other software developers and the more you do that the more likely um, it is to to uh, break your system uh, they say don't uninstall the default desktop environment. And I think that is a great point too. If you're trying out all sorts of desktop environments and if you have one or two others that are installed and you like them more, don't uninstall the default. I think that's very good. Um, they also caution people not to run um, terminal commands from from the internet unless you know exactly what those 
um, commands mean. So never just copy and paste a, a command from the internet into the command line. You never know what that's going to do. Uh, do your research. Make sure you know exactly what is happening on your system. And so I do uh, applaud them for um, for bringing up some things that that you should and shouldn't do. But I really wanted to talk today about um, just being careful with these articles, whether it's the top 25 things or the top 10 things that you do after installing a Linux distribution, because you don't necessarily need all of those things installed. And really do your research and see which ones that you you could spare without or come back to at a later time. Because if you go through and try to install all of these things all at once and um, you don't know exactly what they're going to do for you, you're just going to run into problems. And what I would recommend is uh, always move slowly when you're trying out a new Linux distribution for the first time, if you're a new Linux user. And don't just install a bunch of junk onto your computer because you're, you're ultimately going, if you do that on any computer, you're going to have issues. And really pay attention to what's on your system. Uh, Ubuntu can be a very... Uh, uh, very fast performing operating system compared to Windows. And it can, in many cases, it can be much faster. And we all enjoy the, the, the convenience of that. We enjoy the security of Linux and the fact that um, out of the box, most things work on most computers. And you're going to have issues that crop up, the more things that you, um, that, that bog down your system, clog up things, um, you're really just going to get yourself in a bad situation and you're going to end up having to reinstall. And most Linux users, you know, if they're experimenting, they're going to reinstall their operating system every so often anyway. But if you're somebody who wants a stable desktop environment, desktop computing experience, um, you don't need to go through every single one of these things and install them. So that was sort of the moral of the story. And this week, I am also looking forward to the release of Pop! OS 2004. Now, Pop! OS is the operating system put out by System76. It is a spin of Ubuntu. And if you haven't read up on Pop! OS, um, I would suggest doing that because Pop! OS has some really neat features that are coming out with Ubuntu or with Pop! OS 2004. And I'm going to talk about them next time after I get a chance to to work with them. And Pop! OS is, is being released on April 30th. So that's tomorrow from, from when I'm recording this. So I'm, I may put out another episode uh, relatively soon after this one, just because I want to spend a little bit of time with Pop! OS 2004 before I have... Um, another show, which will be in the next couple of days. For those of you who don't know, this show is produced on Pop! OS. This is on a System76 uh, Gazelle laptop. And when I purchased this laptop, I was expecting to um, either move to Ubuntu or I was expecting to go back to Arch. Uh, I was using Antergos for a long time, spent years on Arch Linux, and... Um, that's where I liked being. I, I enjoyed the um, bleeding edge of of the software. And 
However, when I purchased this laptop, I thought, you know what, I'm going to give Pop! OS a try and see what System76 is all about. And Pop! OS has stayed on my computer two years now after uh, purchasing this this laptop. And um, I'm, I absolutely love it. I think it's a great OS. It's stable. And with things like TimeShift, which is the, the backup app, um, in the past, if I have done something stupid that I wasn't thinking about doing and I sort of, um, you know, hosed my system or whatever, I just pop in a Linux live um, USB drive, boot up into the live environment and then install time shift and I can go back to my restore point and then my, my system's back up and running. So if you haven't tried out time shift yet, I would seriously recommend that. Uh, that is the most important thing that I think should be on any Linux distribution is time shift. Um, it's just an amazing backup tool. So I'm looking forward to Pop! OS. I'm looking forward to 2004. I had been on 18.04 for almost two years, and that is very rare for me because I usually skip around quite a bit. And I just recently upgraded to 19.10 uh, um, so that I could um, upgrade to 20.04. I could have gone from 18.04 to 20.04, uh, but I was... Um, getting a little antsy for the new OS. So I, I upgraded to 1910, um, just to just to have something to do until 2004 came out. So I'm looking forward to Pop! OS, and I will give you an update on that when uh, the time comes, and that should be tomorrow. So looking forward to that. I hope everybody is doing well. These uh, last few weeks have been pretty challenging for everyone, and I hope everybody the, the best out there. I hope you're all staying safe, and thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time. <laughs>